you're looking for homeschool sanity, welcome. I'm Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschool mom and curriculum author. But I was once so disorganized, I thought I had to quit homeschooling and stop having kids. Now, by the grace of God, I have six homeschool graduates. Whether we're discussing parenting, productivity, or practical tips, I pray that this episode is just what you need for happy, healthy homeschooling. Hey, homeschoolers. Are you overwhelmed by options as I have been in my homeschooling years? It's understandable when the number of curriculum, class, and activity options has exploded in the 25 years since I started homeschooling. Even when you've made decisions for the year, you're constantly bombarded with options that make you wonder if you should make a change or add something new. If that's you, I have three steps for getting you out of overwhelm. Ideas that are helping me, too. But first, if you're looking for a reading program, you'll appreciate my sponsor, Reading Eggs. Are you interested in an award-winning online reading program? Well, look no further. With Reading Eggs, your homeschooler will enjoy a highly personalized learning journey designed to support them at every stage. Plus, you'll get four programs in one with your subscription. Reading Eggs, Reading Eggs Express, Reading Eggs Junior, and Fast Phonics. The interactive lessons are based on scientific research and feature colorful animations, fun music, and exciting rewards to keep your children motivated to learn. Visit readingeggs.com forward slash media angels to learn more about a 30-day trial that provides access for up to four children to all five learning programs. That's readingeggs.com forward slash media angels. Now, back to overwhelming options. The first step out of overwhelm is adopting a new mindset. I read an article recently written by Oliver Berkman, and he recommended in this overwhelming option world that we live in to begin thinking of our options as a river, not a bucket. I'm going to use a different analogy than what he used in order to communicate what he means by this new mindset. And that is that I would like for you to imagine that there is a bear in a salmon run river. And this bear is not like ordinary bears who just seems to be enjoying themselves picking up a salmon whenever they happen to spot one and catching it and probably taking it over to the riverbank and eating it. Instead, this particular bear acts like we tend to act, which is to be fretting about all the salmon that this bear cannot grab and eat. He just doesn't have the time, the energy to pause. And so he cannot catch all the salmon that are coming at him. I'm sure you are understanding what it is that I am suggesting, that 
when we are in a river of options like we have today in homeschooling. It was never the plan for us to try to use every curriculum, to do every activity, to take every class. Instead, we're just supposed to pick some out that are in our particular river. So we don't have a bucket full of options that we have to drain. We don't have to do every single thing that comes our way. The other way that Oliver Berkman suggested that we could think of these options is as a menu. I don't know about you if you've ever been to the Cheesecake Factory, but I have. And the couple of times that I have been there, I have been very overwhelmed by their menu. It is huge. I mean, anything that you could think of to have is probably in this menu. And people do not go to Cheesecake Factory, nor did I, thinking, what a burden. I have to order every single thing from this menu and consume every single thing. And we also don't think, oh, what a horrible situation to be in that I have to sit here and review this voluminous menu and try to pick out something that would be good. Instead, if you go to the Cheesecake Factory, you think, wow, this is a great opportunity to find something amazing. And yes, it can be challenging to pick out your entree, a salad, an appetizer, and especially a dessert. But you think of it as a privilege. And so that is what I am suggesting we think about as homeschoolers. To be the bear in the river that picks out a salmon that looks good to us, and to be the person at the Cheesecake Factory who is given this extraordinary menu to choose from. And the odds are very, very good that you're going to get a tasty salmon. <laughs> I love salmon. Maybe you don't. Uh, you're going to get a tasty salmon, and you are certainly going to get a delicious meal to enjoy at the Cheesecake Factory or wherever it is that you choose to dine when you're going out. Okay, so there is a way that this analogy breaks down, and here it is. As homeschoolers and just as parents, there are things that we have to do. Depending on which state you homeschool in, you may have requirements of your curriculum that you have to meet. And even if you don't, you know that you want to teach your kids math. You want to teach them language arts. Perhaps there is a music um, component to your homeschooling that is very, very important to you, or physical exercise that's very important, or an art uh, component that is very important to you and your family. So there are some boundaries or some requirements on what it is that you want to teach that don't really fit into this idea of a river or a menu because 
when you go to the Cheesecake Factory, no one says you must order a salad, you must have an appetizer, and you must have a dessert. Um, so we do have that, though, as homeschoolers. So how can we manage those requirements? I'm going to give you what I think is a solution to that in just a moment. But first, I want to encourage you as you consider a different type of mindset from being overwhelmed to being blessed by the opportunities and that you don't have to take all of them on. I want you to consider that at the end of your homeschooling years, which I now am at, your kids will not be recalling your completed curriculum. They will not, and no one will share your completed lesson plans at your funeral. Instead, your kids and your friends and your family will recall the wonderful memories that you made together and your commitment to your family. That is what is going to be remembered. So we have to remember this. And it's very difficult, I understand, when we are so guilt prone. I am only now, I think, realizing how overcome with guilt I was during my entire parenting and homeschooling years. I just thought I had to do better. I had to do more. But I loved this analogy that um, Oliver Berkman used in his article, and I'm going to link up those articles for you in the show notes. But he said, no one feels guilty about not reading every book in the Library of Congress. We shouldn't either feel guilty about not doing every curriculum, not doing every subject, not doing every class, not doing every activity. It simply isn't possible. And even if it were possible, we would be miserable. And so would our kids. So I hope that that discussion and that metaphor and that way of thinking about your options will create a wonderful mindset shift for you so that you can actually just enjoy the salmon that you pluck out of the river, enjoy the option that you choose from your menu, enjoy the books that you do read, even though it's not all of the books that you could possibly read. Okay, so the second step after changing your mindset is to establish a good routine. And this is particularly important for those must-do tasks that don't fit into the metaphor that I was just sharing. How do you get your math done, your English studies done? How do you get your music practice in? How do you get that science lab into your schedule? How do you get the practice of the things that are most important to you as a family? Like I covered before, whether that's art or music or physical skills or something else completely. How do you make sure that those things get done, that you're making nutritious meals for your family, that you are getting exercise, that you are spending time with the Lord, that you have time for prayer, that you have time for your marriage? 
in the midst of all the options. Because what can happen, of course, is that when we are so entranced by, let's say, the cheesecake menu, all the different cheesecakes, someone's going to have to tell me how many cheesecakes there are on the Cheesecake Factory menu. I haven't looked. But we get so entranced by all of those options, and we try to add in as many of them as we can, that we don't have time and room in our lives and in our daily routines for those must-haves, for the nutrition, if you will. So we can use a routine to make sure that we have those. Your routine should include time for chores. It should include time for your Bible study. It should include time for hobbies. All of these things that you want to have in there or in time for work. If you have a business or you work outside of your home, then your routine has to incorporate everything. So what does a routine, though, have to do with all of the options? A routine is just as good at making sure that you have time for the must-dos as it is for helping you incorporate the variety and include as many options as you can. If you are interested in hearing more about routines, I've spoken about them a lot on the podcast, but one of the most popular episodes here on the Homeschool Sanity Show is my episode on routines with Fly Lady. So I will include a link to that if you have not already listened to that. A routine is like a container for our options. It is not a schedule. It doesn't say do this from 11 to 11.30, but it does say do these things in order. And we have a general idea of how much time each of these types of activities is going to take in our day. And if we try to include too many options, it's like getting stuffed. If we try to have five different cheesecakes... (laughs) after our meal, after our meat and potatoes or pasta, then we are going to be sick. And the same thing can happen in our homeschools. I did an excellent, excellent interview with Dana K. White on the concept of decluttering and containers. I urge you to listen to that uh, if you have not already done so. And I, again, I will include the link in the show notes. So Think about your daily routine and the hours in your homeschool day as a container. And you can absolutely add options on top of your must-dos, your requirements, until it is full. And when your routine is full for the day or for the week, then you're going to have to put those options aside, those that you haven't chosen. To incorporate options into your day, I think there are uh, two really good ways of doing that. One is to use a loop schedule. So for example, you could have a loop schedule for every day. So let's say from two to three on every school day, you are going to loop your options. So maybe one option is you really want to do a pastel art class. And so, but you're not going to do it um, every single day, 
okay? You want to do a pastel art class and you want to do a computer coding course. Maybe you purchased a course. It has a video that goes along with it. So you want to do that. And then maybe you also want to make sure that you are exercising. So maybe you're going to walk with your kids or you're going to do an exercise video, but you don't need to do it necessarily every day. So those three options, you will loop. So if last time I exercised with my kids from two to three, yesterday, let's say I did that, then the next day I'm going to do the chalk pastel art class with my kids. So all you have to do is just keep track of what you did and that will allow you to incorporate more options into your routine than just saying, I'm only going to do one activity. You can do that on a day of the week as well. So instead of every day looping, you could say every Friday, that's our fun Friday, and we have three activities that we're going to loop through um, as we come to the Fridays. And some Fridays or some time blocks from two to three, you're going to be busy and you're not going to be able to loop. That's no problem. As soon as you have the opportunity, you go back to the activity that you haven't done most recently and you'll do that. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Some people get confused about what it means to have a loop schedule, but I hope that was clear. But I think that is an excellent, excellent way of incorporating it. So loop scheduling, that is one way of incorporating that extra option in your routine. A second way of incorporating an option into your routine is just to have an open time block for doing whatever it is that you want to do. If you lean more toward an unschooling approach to homeschooling, then leave a time block open for you to just jump in and try any of the options that seem really appealing in the moment or that your kids are really interested in diving into. Okay, so that is routine. That is step number two after you change your mindset about overwhelming options. The third step is to take the menu away until you're hungry again. Or going back to the river option, don't get into the river if you're not hungry. Or let's talk about the Library of Congress. Don't go to the Library of Congress if you already have a huge stack of books that you haven't read but you want to read, okay? That is, I think, one of the most challenging parts of having overwhelming options. So let me give you an example from my own homeschooling experience. Early on in my homeschooling, I belonged to our local homeschool support group. I did all the years that I was homeschooling. But in the early years, they would send out a print newsletter with all the options for activities and classes that our homeschoolers here in our local area had the possibility of participating in. That newsletter was 75 single space pages long. And I wanted to do everything. I loved all of it. I wanted to do chess club and swim lessons and bowling. And I wanted to go on 
all the field trips. <laughs> they all sounded amazing. And I would take that 75 page newsletter and I would go over it in detail and I would make decisions about what I was going to do given my capacity, which wasn't very much having six kids, especially young kids. So I would make the decision. I would feel like, okay, I've chosen my options from the menu and I can handle what I have ordered. But then the problem began when the very next month, the newsletter would arrive again. And many of the same options were there. So I had decided I'm not going to do chess club. But again, I had to decide, am I sure I am not going to do chess club? And it was very, very hard for me. It was hard for me to turn it down. So what I did was I stopped reading the newsletter. And I'm very sorry to the woman, the lovely lady who runs our homeschool support group still. I'm sorry, I didn't read it because I was overwhelmed. And so what I did was I told my homeschooling friends, I said, hey, if there's anything amazing in that newsletter that I absolutely have to do with my kids, would you just tell me? <laughs> because I can't take it. I'm freaking out because I cannot handle looking at all the options. And I am the same way when it comes to clothing. I have talked about over shopping on a previous episode. I will link that up for you as well because I think it relates very much to curriculum purchases. And once I have my purchases made for the new season, the new quarter that is coming up with respect to clothes, then I get rid of all of the sales email and I'm not watching the clothing videos that I was watching when I was looking for something to purchase to fill up my capsule wardrobe for the season. So here's how this relates to you. Once you have made a decision, this is the curriculum I'm going to use. These are the activities that we are going to do. Now, you might have to be open for field trips and spontaneous things. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And so I would keep that information coming in. But I would at least put a pause on curriculum email. And I wouldn't be engaging with even accounts on Instagram if there's a video all about this fabulous new math curriculum and you've already made a decision about your math curriculum for the year, I wouldn't watch it. Because if you do, you're going to question yourself and you're going to feel overwhelmed. Wait to engage with that type of content. So resubscribe or unfilter that content that you have turned off for the moment. When you are ready to look for new curriculum when you are ready to look for new activities. And you are going to feel so much more confident, less stressed, less distracted. Because the fact is, if what you are doing is working, it really isn't worth the time and the money that it requires to find something that is just a little bit better than what you currently are using. As long as you are satisfied, that fear of missing out can really lead us astray. 
So unless something really isn't working or you really hate the activity that you have signed up for or the class that you signed up for, I would not go into the restaurant and look at the menu. <laughs> Again, I would not get into the river looking for a better salmon. And I hope that makes sense. I think you will feel so much more confident, less distracted, and you'll just be happier. In my opinion, it just isn't worth the effort that it requires and the distraction that comes along with it in order to increase your quality of homeschooling by a percentage point or two, if that makes sense. I believe that if you will work on your mindset, you will have a mindset shift like we talked about before, thinking of your options like a river or a menu or like a library. And if you will establish a routine to take care of your must-dos and also make a place in your container, in your schedule container, for those things that you want to take on as options to whatever limits you have. And then if you will stop looking at all of the options, stop seriously searching them out and considering them as long as you are satisfied with what you currently have in place, I believe you will experience much less option overwhelm. You can find a link to my sponsor, Reading Eggs, and also the show notes and all those podcast episodes that I mentioned, plus the articles at homeschoolsanity.com slash options overwhelm. Have a happy homeschool week. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I hope something you heard was encouraging. If you have a personal question to follow up, don't hesitate to message me. I'm at Homeschool Sanity on social media. Be sure to check my free resource page at homeschoolsanity.com resource and find Sanity Saving Curriculum at fundalearnbooks.com. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.